Blog Talk Radio. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month. I do believe in a second uh, I'm going to introduce one of my buddies here. And uh, I do believe he is here right now. Is this uh, my buddy here? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Scott. How are you, my good man? Good. Uh, by the way, that uh, is Icon. Scott is on temporary assignment. Uh, this is Icon. Uh, and this is my buddy, David? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, this is David Monroe, and you're listening to the Attitude Era. Monday Night Live. 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 Your host of the Icon with the big swing. Also featuring Scott Director Hines and Tomorrow Nightmare Johnny McFires. Well, how are you, man? I'll tell you what, there seems to be some kind of interference here. On, uh, I don't know if that's on your end or our end, but uh, uh, there is a little bit of interference there. Uh, can you, uh, I, 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 can you hear me? Can you hear me any better now, uh, Scott? Yes. Yes, I can. How are okay, you? I'm doing absolutely uh, fabulous. Not a cloud on the horizon. All right, well, that's, uh, that's cool. And uh, what, uh, so for those of you, uh, for those of our fans that don't know who you are, kind of, uh, let us know who you are and uh, give us a little background about yourself. Okay, well, uh, my name is uh, David Tease Monroe. Um, I'm the nephew to Marilyn Monroe, actor of Soundtrack, and I'm the grandson to... Uh, Jack Stubbs, who's a prolific pioneer, legendary motion picture director, uh, best of friends with Walt Disney. Uh, collectively, the team's projects date back to the 1930s, as early as the Charlie Chaplin days. Um, so where Charlie Chaplin left off is uh, where my grandfather and Walt Disney picked up their projects. Um, and they created tremendous uh, pioneering events in the motion picture industry uh, that inspired the established directors to create uh, tremendous projects uh, in the motion picture industry. Uh, so they're the pioneers of, of the, you know, iconic era. And uh, my grandfather worked with everyone. He, um, you know, cast uh, Elizabeth Taylor, Judy Garland, Raquel Welch, uh, you know, Marilyn Monroe, Dean Martin, James Stewart, George Kennedy, Lee Majors, Lindsey Wagner. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, all of my grandfather's projects are legendary. 
Um, I'm a uh, director myself. I do AI films, and um, I'm putting together projects, motion picture projects. Um, I'm collaborating with a bunch of fabulous um, cinematographers, um, uh, film, film composers, uh, people who are top-notch uh, with which to put together my motion pictures and facilitate um, very fabulous projects upcoming in the very rosy near future. Um, I've also got a podcast coming up with Harold Diamond, the most dangerous man on the planet. Uh, he's um, trained more grandmasters than any man uh, alive on the planet. Um, he was seen in the film Universal Soldier with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. Also, he's in the famous stick fight scene in Rambo 3, Cross Sylvester Stallone, uh, if you're a big Rambo fan. So you remember Harold Diamond, that stick fight scene. I know I did when I was a kid. And so we're putting together a podcast project uh, with martial artists and celebrities. It's similar to your radio show, but it's going to be a live show uh, upcoming. So um, I have film projects and I have podcast projects upcoming, uh, the martial arts. And, uh, you know, all those guys are dying to do new martial arts action films. Uh, so we're stimulating that group, of, you know, martial artists and those old-fashioned, uh, uh, you know, movies for guys who like movies type projects, you know. Uh, so that's basically what I'm doing, and that's my lineage, and um, I'm moving forward in motion picture industry and entertainment industry with which to create uh, projects of awakening, light, uh, restoration, and preservation of our life-giving planet and its animals. Um, I'm also creating um, the Celebrities uh, Global Animal Rights Project, uh, which falls in line with my family's legacy, as my grandfather was tremendous in the animal kingdom offset and that he created, built, and designed the Shambhala Preserve for actress Tippi Hedren from The Birds with Alfred Hitchcock, you may recollect. That's Melanie Griffith's mother, uh, Kevin Costner's ex-wife. So those are some of my extended family uh, in the entertainment business. So we're big, um, you know, in the um, animal kingdom, and I wish... Uh, to create this project and for more, um, you know, people in the motion picture entertainment business, like Tippi Hedren, uh, to create these animal refuge projects in their names uh, and go globally with that. Uh, because, you know, we, we need some relief in the world, uh, you know, and, you know, we need the electronic and solar remedies in place with which to create that restoration and preservation of our life-giving planet and animals. So all my family's uh, projects and legacies are predicated on animal refuge projects and restoration and preservation of our life-giving planet and its animals. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. I'm continuing those uh, legacies and projects through my work. And it's going to be absolutely fabulous. We've got some great projects on the, on the horizon in the near rosy future, sir.
So, you know, let's not talk a little bit about uh, uh, David. Uh, you have, uh, you're going to be a major part of our uh, show here uh, in November, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, are you talking about uh, movie posters and things that I've done, or projects that I did last year? Well, no, in, uh, we have, uh, in November, uh, we have uh, opened up the slate for you uh, to uh, do us a whole bunch of guests in the month of November. Oh, yeah, I'm going to fill all those slots for you, not to worry. I've got plenty of people lined up for my podcast and, you know, celebrities and, uh, you know, a, a wide arraignment of entertainers. You know, I, I do fashion model projects, and i got the stunt guys. Uh, you know, then i got the martial arts Hall of Famers, and then i got the pro boxers, and, you know, just a, a real wide selection of uh, whatever you uh, fellows would wish to have on the show if you wanted anything in particular, I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, I have contacts, and I've built those contacts on hard work, you know, meeting people, establishing healthy relationships with these other entertainers. And, uh, you know, they love my work. They love my grandparents' work. They like what I'm doing. They wish to collaborate. They want to be successful and, uh, you know, uh, make projects profitable in the near future. Uh, so, yes, everyone that I bring to the table is, you know, I've checked them out. They're good people, and I work with them, and so I'm bringing a lot of cool stuff to the table. But, uh, you know, I have a wide selection of, you know, different forms of entertainment. So, uh, depending upon what you guys decide, you may wish what gender you want. Like my buddy Donnie Brown, uh, Jack, um, who used to wrestle with uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton down in Alabama, and we've got him booked on the show. So, uh, guys like that, you know, I can bring to the table and, you know, add to the network and, uh, you know, help you to build and promote your project there at uh, Ken's Radio as well. And uh, as you book those guests, uh, let me know, and I will put the uh, slots in on the counter. I do want to let everybody know that, uh, if, uh, we, we, you know, we, we're booked until the end of November. I, I mean, until the end of that year, as you're in uh, 2024. And I also want to announce, not that I'm breaking anything, but we are actually, our calendar is actually full now until the end of 2025. So for the next two years, every single slot has been booked and filled. And uh, in the month of November, we had a little issue there. I had a, uh, uh, I was uh, doing some promotional stuff with one organization, and unfortunately that did fall apart. So David has come aboard, and he's going to take over that slot, and he's going to fill those spots that were left open due to the unscrupulous uh, promotional tactics of the uh, individual I was working with. So uh, basically, David, uh, you are filling in for, you're going to fill in those slots for the individual that basically, I don't know how you want to say, run us high and dry uh, for their promotion. So we're not working with them anymore. And uh, we uh, worked up with you, and we are going to let you know with the month of November for our show here on Attitude Era Monday Live Monday. Yeah, that's fabulous. Um, and, you know, what's great about my promotions, uh, Scott, um, Icon, is that um, when you collaborate with me, you've got a straight shooter, you know, someone who's going to promote you on an honest level. And I promote you along with the images that were created by my family. Marilyn Monroe, the delicious breeze, Captain America, 
Uh, you know, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, Tor, 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 Columbo, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, Maverick with James Darner, uh, you know, Bionic Woman and Lindsay Wagner, The Invisible Man, the original Dr. Doolittle. I'm talking about iconic, legendary projects uh, that you're promoted uh, because that's my image. That's what I represent. All of those legendary projects that my grandfather created and all the icons that my grandfather cast in films, uh, that's what my projects uh, represent. Uh, the icons. So we'll have uh, the icons with the icons. Um, so, yes, uh, we're going to promote your project and my project, and it's going to be iconic, and it's going to look iconic because it is iconic. So it's going to be fabulous. And, you know, you mentioned uh, James Garner, you know, that's one of the regrets I have that, you know, James Garner passed away, and uh, he was always going to be one of my, he was always one of my favorite actors. As a matter of fact, I have an uncle, uh, Richard, who looks just like James Garner. As a matter of fact, my uncle Richard is a cross between Clint Black and James Garner. And uh, I've always, uh, I always, uh, every time I see James Garner, I always think of my uncle, and every time I talk to my uncle, I always think of James Garner. And my favorite movie of James Garner of all time I will always be the movie Tank, and I do regret the fact that I never got to talk to him about that or interview him about that movie because I've seen it over 187 times. Uh, yeah, that was fabulous. You know, James Garner, you know, in the Rockford Files and Maverick and all that, my grandfather worked on several episodes of Maverick with James Garner, you know. And um, he was the assistant director. You know, the director just says likes camera action. That assistant director, he's the guy that's putting together the entire day for the entire cast and crew. He's the man putting the project together. He's the one that does all the work. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy putting the, yeah, my grandpa, he's the guy that's putting the project together. That, that little credit in the back that nobody pays attention to read, you know, the assistant director. And, you know, another one of my favorite uh, movies that James Conner did, uh, of course, it was him and Jack Lemmon uh, called The uh, My Fellow Americans. It was a great political satire movie, a great, funny, funny movie. So if any of you have never seen it, I would definitely recommend seeing it. And speaking of G uh, um, Jack Lemmon, uh, your aunt, uh, Marilyn Monroe, did a movie with Jack Lemmon, The Seven Year Itch. Yes, correct. That seven-year itch, and I'm going to tell you how that scene developed. Um, my grandfather worked his way up in his facilitation in the motion picture industry. Um, he started out as a stagehand, and he went to set decorator, set decorator to unit production manager, unit production manager to art director, and then art director to assistant director. Uh, so he was able to learn all of those facilitations of the sets and motion picture process um, as he came up through his career. Um, so when he got to an assistant director position, he could facilitate all of those projects. Um, so during the filming of The Seven-Year Itch, uh, my grandfather Jack worked in props. And the filmmakers came to him and they asked him, Jack, they said, uh, you know, what do you think about Marilyn? And he says, well, I think we should pick out a delightful dress. We should stand her on the subway in the scene, blowing up the dress, uh, you know, showing her skin and legs, and drive the whole world bananas. Um, and that's exactly what those filmmakers did. Yeah, Jack, that's a great idea. You know, go into wardrobe and pick out a dress. We're going to shoot that scene. And that ends up becoming the most iconic scene in motion picture history. 
Um, if not the most iconic image on the planet. I mean, I've traveled the country five times from East Coast to West Coast for the last three years, and there's not an establishment that I don't go in in some town somewhere or some bar or something, and you'll see that image, you know. So it's world-famous and iconic. So my grandfather created, is the creator of the Delicious Breeze scene, uh, and he also, uh, during that... So during that film, he created that. Uh, and when you talk about the delicious breeze and the seven-year itch. And, of course, I've done a tremendous amount of filming out in Palm Springs in the town square. They have um, a 50-foot erected statue uh, that's been moved around a couple of times throughout its history, but its final resting place is in the town square at the Forever Maryland Park in Palm Springs, California. Uh, so if you're ever in Palm Springs, they have a walk of fame and a walk of stars out there just like they do in Hollywood. Well, I'll tell you that, David, uh, real quick, we need to take a quick little commercial break. Uh, our first guest is here with us, so we're going to take a quick little commercial break, and then we'll continue that conversation a little bit, right, David? Yes, absolutely, sir. All right, let's take a quick little commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Stick with us. Fabulous. <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Yes. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm still here. Good. And we're, we're on commercial, right? Oh, okay, fabulous. Is this one of the other... Um, we have a great one to first guest of the night. Now, I'll tell you what, she's got an interesting title, and she's got a lot of interesting topics, and we are going to keep it definitely PG. Ladies and gentlemen, I see at this time uh, her third appearance on our show. She is the joyful Yugen. Hi, so this is Jackie Hermans, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Mondays on 89.1 Ken's FM. Your hosts are the Icon with the Big Swing, and also featuring Scott, the director, Hand and the Modern Nightmare Messiah. sure why, but I wanted to give you the heads up there. I think you wanted me to tell you a little bit about myself. Yes. Yeah? Okay. So I am a yoga instructor, so um, I'm all about spreading joy and love, and uh, that's where I got the name, the Joyful Yogini, and I'm an energy healer. Um, I am also an inspirational comedian. I have a character named Madame Euphrosini, and I have 
a one-woman show where I I do my stand-up, I do my psychic mediumship. And I actually did bring some cards here today. So if you end up wanting me to pull a card and, and uh, provide you with any messages, uh, I can do that too today. Kind of like a, kind of like a psychic reading kind of? Yeah, exactly. All right, well, I'll tell you what, let's, we can have a little fun with that. Uh, if you want to, uh, well, I'll tell you what, let, let me ask you a few questions, then we'll do that, then we'll go to uh, David, and we'll have him ask you a few questions, and then we'll have a little fun with that. So, uh, when you, uh, what, what do you prefer doing, uh, mostly instructing yoga, doing, uh, would you, do you prefer doing psychic readings? What do you prefer uh, mostly, or is it pretty much the same 50-50? Oh, my goodness. Okay, that's really hard to, I guess, pick one that I like more than the other because they both are such an important part of my life. You know, yoga helps to create balance for me, um, helps me to create focus, helps me to de-stress, helps with awesome core work and mobility and flexibility, whereas the psychic mediumship, it's my connection to my higher self, to my guides, it helps to guide me through my through my journey, which I think for all of us can be a real roller coaster. And it's um, it's an honor when I can uh, bring through messages to help other people with their journey. I like to not only spread joy, but help people to be able to love and believe in themselves and know that they can handle whatever life is going to throw them and that they are deserving and worthy of a really good life. They're both important. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, the other cool thing about being a, a yoga instructor is I, I bet that you get to have someone uh, design, like, really cool outfits and yoga pants. <laughs> Absolutely. There are so many amazing kinds of yoga pants out there. That is definitely an important part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other cool thing about uh, being a uh, you know, being a, a, a psychic uh, reader, you know, so you get to tell people, well, I'll tell you what, you're going to make a million dollars or you're uh, going to have a disaster in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Um, I will only bring in messages that are for people's highest and greatest alignment for them to have. And I do not spread darkness. I think that would, I once had a reading myself where someone told me my brother was going to get in a car accident and my dad was in the hospital. It created so much stress for me and none of it happened. And, you know, I was waiting for the phone call about my brother's accident. It was, it was terrible. But that was like, that was years and years and years ago. And so... Now I think it's really important to um, – I'm, I'm about spreading joy and helping people to have a better life, not to tell them about doom and gloom. Uh, we have the joint by Yugi, I guess, here in that point one chance of family. We've got about uh, 22 minutes here. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, here's what we do. Uh, uh, before we do the reading thing, uh, uh, let's, have, uh, let's bring David on, and I'll have David ask a few questions. Go ahead. 
Okay, fabulous. Yes, uh, the great Yogini. A pleasure, pleasure <laughs> to meet you, my dear lady. Um, oh, it's a pleasure. So yes, absolutely. And you know, I've had uh, experiences in my life with yoga, and I believe it's very beneficial to keep your balance and sobriety and things. Um, keep you aligned with the universe. And, uh, you know, I've discovered that there, you know, uh, is an ancient geometry to the world and its platform, and it's being tampered with, and it's, you know, uh, stopping us from evolving into what we should be, um, all these frequencies and things that attach to us that I've discovered. And I believe yoga is very beneficial in keeping yourself aligned and your chakra, and I'll try to stay in alignment with that, um, you know, ancient, uh, you know, geometry that the world is based on. Uh, to make your connection with the universe or, you know, uh, whatever your higher power may be, um, you know, make that connection. I've discovered that yoga leads people into, um, you know, being happy, healthy, and, you know, have use, you know, useful in life, you know. So I believe yoga is very beneficial. Um, so as far as the tarot uh, cards, now, that's very interesting because I dabble in all different types of film projects and people who are, you know, surrounding those film projects. And Scott would agree because he's a horror film guy like me. And I've did a couple of horror film projects, but those horror film projects and those tarot card, uh, psychic mediums and channelers and people who can read energy and things, uh, they go up to Gettysburg in Pennsylvania, uh, all those paranormal projects, all the horror film projects, they go to Gettysburg in April once a year, and they have a big festival up there with a the carnival and tables where you can eat and buy memorabilia and things, and it's fabulous. So I've had all of those people. Yes, I have an elaborate, uh, you know, arraignment of contacts in all those different areas. And so the tarot cards, I've had you people with me for years. I have several uh, that I've had and used uh, for years to kind of uh, mix up the magic of the world. For me, I like to put all of everything in an altruistic fashion with which to create blockbuster projects, and I don't rule anything out uh, because my grandfather told me, he says, you know, Dave, he says, all these great films I did, all these icons I helped and things that I did, he says, when I die, there's still more I could have learned. He says, well, so when you, pre you know, approach your career, you know, don't have any prejudice or biases or stereotypes against anything or anyone. Keep an open mind, remain teachable, and, you know, uh, be able to learn anything that's out there. Because if you have a blocked mind, then you're going to stop yourself from awakening uh, into these projects, like my grandfather did, with an open mind. And like I said, on his deathbed, he told me, uh, you know, when he passed away, that, you know, there was still more he could have learned. Um, so I, I believe that's very beneficial. So on the tarots there, um, what type of success have you had with those? And uh, those are beneficial to you on your journey. I heard you mention earlier in the conversation Um what um, uh, does it actually mean uh, to you um, and to the universe and uh, the people around you um, that you're, um, you know, officially working with, like giving readings and things? How is it working out for everyone? Yeah, it's, um, for me, it brings me a lot of satisfaction when I can help bring through messages to help people to release old patterns that have been keeping them stuck in certain areas of their life. And when I, I'm an empath too, so I can feel the energy shifting within them. And then as that energy starts to integrate, then they can start seeing changes within their lives, right? And so for me, that's such an honor. 
And when I use the cards, I have different types of cards. So I have oracle cards. I have uh, fairy cards. I have mermaid cards. And I do have some tarot. But when I, when I use the cards, I use the picture as inspiration. And then I start getting messages um, from different senses. So I can see picture I get pictures in my head sometimes sometimes I get words sometimes I get a knowing sometimes I get a feeling within my body and sometimes the messages are coming from people's higher selves or it's coming from their angels and guides or sometimes it comes from loved ones who they had lost in this lifetime in this past lifetime and sometimes it's like ancestors that come through like down through the lineage, you know, it might be like four or five generations back. And um, there's, there's been some cool, cool experiences that I had. And it, it blows me away every time. I love when I get confirmation when a message comes through and then the person says, oh, my goodness, that's exactly what happened. Or that's what's going on right now. It's just um, the universe is incredible. And everyone has the ability to be able to get messages. And it's about just starting to tap into it. Yoga is an amazing way to start to tap into it. But there's a lot of other practices that you can do. Uh, The first thing I started doing was automatic writing. I would write to my angels, even though I didn't know if I could actually do it but that's what I just started doing and then words started flowing and I realized I'm like this is not the way I talk this is my angel talking to me so yeah we have, uh, cool. we have the uh, joyful Yugi as our guest here on uh, 89.1 we've got about 16 minutes here left now uh, when you uh, are doing the, the different uh, and I do I don't know why the mic's Hopefully we can get that uh, fixed here in a second. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, when you're when you're doing the the different readings for different people, do they say uh, I want you to tell me about wealth and youth and uh, stuff like that, or how does that work? Yeah, sometimes they want to focus on a certain area of their life, and other times. They'll just say, what do I need for right now in my life? With what I'm currently facing, what messages do I need? And and then we just go from there. And with me being an energy healer as well, um, my energy healing will activate during it. And sometimes, like, if, if I have the person in person with me, then they might go on my healing bed, and then I'll do some energy work there. But... The healing can come through the words and can come through the intention of the session. So when uh, so let, uh, let's go ahead and uh, do that here. Uh, let the, uh, what, what, do you, got, do you do like do that like five cards or six cards or how do you usually do that? Yeah, so it depends. Uh, sometimes I just do a mini reading and I might just pull one card or I might do three cards. Or if I'm with them from an hour, for an hour, I might go through five to ten cards. So, yeah, it all depends. Would you like me to pull a card for you right now? Sure. Let's see what, let's see what you got for me. I'm, I'm kind of curious. 
Okay. Is there any particular? Okay, one card came right out. Okay. And you can ask questions, and then I can go deeper with the information. So. All right. What did, uh, card, what did you talk for me? So I use my animal, my animal tarot, and I got the horse for you, which is movement and movement and balance. So if you think of a horse freely, like just running in the meadow, having no boundaries and just going, you know, your mane flying in the, flying through the air, feeling the breeze on your face and just using that strength and power just to go. And right now, this is a time in your life where you need to be taking action. You need to be moving forward. I feel like there's some type of new project or initiative, something that, that you've been wanting to make changes in a certain area, and you've been receiving information. And now is go time, and things might have already been feel like they've been ramping up, and... Uh, you are moving forward. So the, the energy is picking up. It has been building. And I feel like over these next two weeks, you'll be, okay, the word, what I'm hearing is putting the pedal to the metal, like, and, and, and getting stuff done. So every time you take action, that's that. That does sound like me. Uh, I think I have a feeling of what you're talking about. Yeah, just trust trust that. Whatever's popped into your head in the area of your life, whatever it uh, feels right for you, like where your thoughts went, then trust that that's what it is for you. That's what it's about. Now, it's also about balance. So in order for you to be really effective in what you're doing moving forward, you're going to need to have balance between work and play and rest. You've got to make sure you get the sleep. And like instead of like staying up crazy hours, get yourself to sleep earlier and make sure you're eating right and getting lots of fluids. And what I'm seeing for you is a green juice. A green juice would be really good. I'm also seeing a lemon. Um, I feel like lemon water with maybe um, some Celtic sea salt in there or some type of um, electrolytes, but not not high in sugar. Um, I think those would be really good for you right now. But creating the balance, so making sure you still have an opportunity to have fun, uh, to play, to laugh, and that will get your vibration in a great space. So you'll be way more effective as you move forward. So I should uh, pan uh, drinking the, uh, the Monster Energy drinks then? Uh, I don't know. I haven't tried them myself, but if they're low on sugar, um, they are not. could be. They are sugar. not. Uh, they, well, see, I'll tell you what, they're, they're actually pretty high in sugar, and I, 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 I'm guilty of loving my sugar drinks. Well, definitely, if you can cut down on that, it is going to help you because it will make your – you will have more focus. Um, I feel like it's creating a little bit of fogginess in the brain. Um, so I, if you can, 
to cut down on that. Have more water. You can throw in the lemon, throw in some some Celtic sea salt into it for electrolytes, and some green drink would be good. Green juices. Well, what, what kind of green juice would you recommend? Well, if you if you don't mind the taste of spinach, if you could juice. Like juice and spinach, or you buy it already, um, a spinach type, fresh, freshly pressed juice. Maybe have some cucumber in there. You can also put a bit of uh, lemon in that. Even adding celery to it could be good. But find a combination of greens that you think you can handle. Like kale is really good too, but not everyone likes kale, and it might be a bit, uh, a bit much. Like maybe too sharp. Right, so right. you determine that. Well, that, that sounds really interesting. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to work on that. Uh, we have uh, the joint where you give us, I guess, here. We have about nine minutes left. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? Or does it sound muffled, or is it uh, pretty bad? And what is it when I'm when I'm speaking? And for me, it's it's um, it's like crackly, okay. crackly, muffled. Yeah, it's muffled. Uh, yeah, there, there, is, there is some kind of settings here that uh, uh, I'm trying to work out as we uh, as we continue this. So with all that good advice, and uh, and I am definitely going to follow that because no, no one's ever told me that before, and I've always wanted to know the right direction. You mentioned pointing to sleep. Like me, I work six jobs. So I usually start at 3 in the morning. I usually get home about... Well, between 5.30 and 6 p.m. Well, actually, no. I actually get home between 8.30 and 9 p.m., and I, uh, I try and uh, rest a little bit, take a shower, and then I usually get maybe one or two hours of sleep at, at night if I'm lucky, and then I start again. Yeah, it's too, it's too much for your system. Like, you do have really great um, uh, endurance. Right, like you, you can do it, and, and you have the mindset. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do whatever. I can make it work. Right? Like you have a very strong mindset, like strong like bull. That's my my character, Madame Euphrosini, goddess of joy. She would say you are strong like bull, mentally, physically. You got it. Um, I I feel like you you do need more sleep than what you're getting. It's like burning the candles at both ends, right? So, uh, right, and if, uh, well, if actually, not only, not only do I burn the camera both ends, I also burn it right in the middle, too. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to have some problems there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, like, and, yeah, my mind went in a bad place. <laughs> I'm going to leave that, and I'm just going to say bringing more balance will be important. You are very strong, you're, but you you do need more more balance in your life. And if you can make some adjustments, that work for you. All right. Well, that's uh, I will definitely start doing that now that I uh, I, I do have uh, expert advice, and that's really and I do appreciate that. And I will definitely start doing that. So with that being said, so we don't uh, forget this. For those of you who listen to our show on regular basis, we go to our our uh, Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, like that. Go to 89.1 Kids FM page, like that. Do a $10 a month donation to Power Tower. Get your automatic recall right when they 
our definition of past guests, current guests, or future guests. And I do believe that uh, the Joy Boy Union has sent us a few in the past, so uh, we uh, still have those for giveaways, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, and if not, I can send you. I can send you another one. All right. If you, yeah, if you would do that, that'd be awesome. We would uh, definitely appreciate that. Okay. Great. So, you know, check out see you do you have a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or TikTok. What do you got? I, I totally missed what you said, and it sounded so exciting. Can you please repeat that? Well, what I said was, if our fans want to check out see you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? I bet you have most of those. Yeah, so um, my YouTube channel is The Joyful Yogini, and then my Instagram is the.joyful.yogini, and then I'm also on Facebook, and guess what that's called? The Joyful Yogini. So if anybody types in a joyful yogini, can you spell yogini? Yes. Okay, so yogini is Y G I Joyful and then Yogini. And right. what else was I gonna say? Oh, my website, the joyfulyogini.ca. So would you would you say that uh, uh, you know uh, Howard Stern said he was the the king of all media? What, uh, I guess you have to say you're the queen of social media. Am I the queen of social media? Oh, I, you, you, I, I love think that. Maybe the, the goddess, the goddess of social media. You have a platform. Uh, uh, you know, you have you know you said you have TikTok, you have uh, Instagram, you have YouTube, you have Twitter, you have Twitch. Yes, my alter my alter ego's name is Madam Euphrosini, goddess of joy. She was developed from my European roots, and she's also psychic medium. I'm psychic medium, and I I you know sell people stuff to help them. Well, you know, I'll definitely have to uh, I'll definitely have to check that out. Uh, you know, here's what here's what I'm going to ask you, real quick here. Uh, and I do appreciate uh, you uh, you doing the, the whole PG thing. As you know, we're, we're a family uh, family station here, so we, uh, we can't really go too far out of the bounds. But I'll tell you what, uh, uh, the Big Swing and I have launched a Tuesday night show. And uh, for those of you who want to check us out, uh, you just go to uh, the regular uh, link that you go to for Attitude Air, and you click that on Tuesday night. We're on from uh, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And uh, this week, uh, we actually have a um, an artist who has an issue with Hannah Montana. And uh, everybody knows who Hannah Montana is. I'm not, we're not going to say the real name right now. But this individual has got a bone to pick with Hannah Montana for stealing, I guess, a couple of her songs or something like that. So we're going to talk to her tomorrow night from 6 to 7.30 uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, click on the show link, and I will post that up on my Facebook as well. What I'd like to know is if uh, your alter ego would be willing to join us for a No Holds Barred Tuesday interview. 
Absolutely. And then Madame Euphrosini can really come out to play. Yes. Uh, you know, well, I'll tell you what. Let, let's make that now. Uh, uh, we, we, have, we already have a show planned out for uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh, would you be free next Tuesday? Yeah. Wait, what's the time again? It'd be uh, 6 to 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. So then that's an hour later here. Let me check. It's 9.42 here right now. Okay. So let I think I'm going to have to get back to you because I work until 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is... 7 p.m. as Central. It's when So I'm I'm done work by 7 p.m. as CS. Okay, so that would only leave you like um like a half an hour then. But we can always uh, we can always extend it to uh, as well if we had to. Okay, well, keep me, po- keep me posted because uh, I think it would be an absolute blast. I would love to be on the show. Yeah, and the, uh, the show is called The Icon and Friends Power Hour Plus. So we can go for an hour, we can go for an hour and a half, and uh, we can go for a max of two hours. So we could uh, get you on at 7 o'clock on the 20th starting at uh, 7 o'clock. You're at uh, 7 o'clock uh, second time. Uh, that would be awesome. Okay. All right. Well, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we, uh, we, have, uh, we have reached our time with you, and uh, I do appreciate you joining us. And I cannot wait to have you uh, speak more candidly, more adult-ish on our Tuesday show on the 20th, and I will, uh, I will send you a message on that, and we'll confirm all that and get all that taken care of uh, throughout uh, this week. But I do appreciate you taking time on your schedule being with us. You are awesome, and uh, we thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure being on the show. Thanks for having me. All right, that was the joyful Yungini, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and our next guest is Wayne Wing, so we need to take a quick little commercial break. We'll be back after these messages, so stick with us after this. Okay, so who you got coming up now, the Max Ridgeway guy or the Jason Boyd? Yeah, the Max Ridgeway guy. Here I am. Hey, Max. How you doing? This is David Monroe. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, too. Fabulous. Hey, I, I got took this... a look at... Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying I took a, uh, a look at the <laughs> yeah, jazz yeah, and the blues and project that you have know, going on there. That looks interesting. Okay. He's a singer. He's a band leader. He's a superstar. He's a man that knows the right way and the Ridgeway. Ladies and gentlemen, I give it at this time. His name is Max Ridgeway. Hey, this is Max Ridgeway, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live. Mondays on 89.1 Ken's FM. Your hosts are the Icon and the Big Swing. 
also featuring Scott the Director Hand and the Modern Nightmare Matthias. Well, hi, Max. Good to have you. We're going to take this all over the Max tonight. How are you? Uh, doing good. How are you? Yeah, here's what we're going to do here. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and uh, then we'll, uh, we'll have my uh, new uh, tag team partner, uh, David, ask you a few questions because uh, the, the Modern Nightmares are on a temporary assignment, uh, the director's on temporary assignment, and the Big Swing's on temporary assignment. So uh, they kind of let me high and dry, but I did find it adequate tag team partner for my uh, show tonight. But uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll have a little fun going in. Uh, yeah, you re- you ready? You want, you want to hear a little background? Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, well, um, I'm a you know in, in order of uh, I suppose um, importance. Uh, I'm a musician first of all, and I've been that all my life. And uh, but I'm also a writer. I'm also a, um, a university professor, and uh, so I try to keep all those things kind of in balance. Um, but you know, music's probably the the most important thing for me. And uh, you uh, you have uh, I do agree. Uh, believe you got a degree in music. Yes, uh, I went to a college in Boston called Berkeley College of Music, and uh, the, it's mostly known as a jazz school. And uh, I went there because uh, jazz is challenging. <laughs> you know, play, I started playing rock and roll and blues when I was in high school and I could kind of manage that I could listen to records and figure out what was going on but jazz is a little harder so I felt like I needed a little assistance and I got it I I got a really thorough grounding in the fundamentals of music and jazz um, uh, at Berkeley in Boston and uh, if I'm not mistaken you graduated in 1990 summa cum laude yes that's right well I was interested you know I uh uh, that sounds kind of fancy, but that just means I got A's in all my classes, and uh, I, I wanted to know. You know, I really did want to know everything that they had to teach, and I was just like a sponge. You know, I just uh, absorbed it all. And uh, That's right. I graduated in 1990. I went from 87 to 90, uh, got a four-year degree in three years by going in the summers. So I was really enthusiastic, you can put it that way. And uh, for those of you who uh, are trying to figure out what summa cum laude means, it means with the highest of praise is <laughs> is basically the uh, definition of that. Yeah, right. They put that on your degree if you get uh, all A's in all your classes. Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, well, not that anybody cares, but I uh, actually graduated uh at the top of my class at Brown College, uh, which is yeah. a radio school in uh, Mendoza Heights, Minnesota, uh, that's when I uh, actually had to buckle down because I paid for college myself. When my parents paid yeah. for college, I was thrown out with a .24 grade average. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, it makes a difference when you're paying for it yourself, doesn't it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, next uh, I hear you. I'm going to ask you a few questions, then uh, we'll, uh, go to, uh, we'll go to my tag team partner, and we'll come back to me and ask you the tougher questions. But uh, you also got a couple of great books out as well. Uh, and, you know, we're in a, a presidential election season. And if I'm not mistaken, you have um, one a few books about one of the individuals running for office in 2024. Yeah. That's true. Uh, that's correct. Uh, the most recent one is called Indictment Summer, 
And I began writing it at the beginning of last summer when uh, Donald Trump was first uh, indicted. It was kind of a historic event. You know, no former president had ever been indicted on criminal charges before. And uh, I thought, well, this would be a great opportunity to kind of record, uh, you know, history in the making, because these are kind of historic times, uh, for better or worse. Uh, And so I wanted to uh, document it, let's say that. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, he's the only president, I think he's got four indictments, is that correct? Well, uh, yes, four separate indictments, but uh, each one of those contains multiple charges. So there's like, I think, I think it's 91 or 92 individual counts or charges against him. So, yeah, he's facing some pretty difficult uh, uh, legal trouble. And in your opinion, uh, do you think that, because uh, uh, I know you study because you wrote a book about it, uh, do you think you'll uh, be able to uh, walk away from these unscathed? Well, that's a good question. You know, uh, I uh, I framed the book uh, in terms of uh, uh, a car chase, uh, and it's just because I happened to be watching one of these high-speed chases, you know, how they broadcast those. There's a, a news helicopter flying overhead, and, and you can see uh, the guy running from the cops. You can see about 20 policemen behind him, and from all appearances, you know, there's no way he's going to get out of it. You kind of know how it's going to end, but uh, but you watch anyway, you know, to see how it turns out. And I did a little uh, research, and I found out that only about 60% of those chases end up in capturing the the person they're chasing. And I uh, I made an analogy to that. There, there's no guarantee um, that uh, well, you know, it's it's hard to say what will happen with uh, former president whether he'll. Uh, walk away unscathed. He he actually might. There's a lot of scenarios in which he might. Well, you know, I, I, I hate to say this, but, you know, I used to watch car chases as a kid, and I always said, you know what, I love to star in one of those. And then people <laughs> said, well, you, uh, you know how, uh, the, uh, friends of mine would say, you know how in high school you never picked for anything? Uh, you'd be picked number one in the lineup if you started one of those. So I'm like, yeah. something. <laughs> yes, right. I know. Well, it's a dangerous thing. You don't want to be. Yeah, you really don't want to be the star of one of those car chases. Uh, Max Rodriguez, our guest here on 89.1 KZF, and we got plenty of time. We got about uh, 22 minutes, and uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll take a top of the hour break. But I want to bring on uh, my co-host uh, with me right now. Uh, his name is David uh, Monroe, and uh, he's also the nephew of Marilyn Monroe. So uh, go ahead, David. Oh, wow. Okay, fabulous, Max. How are you today? The famous Fridway. Uh, yeah, the famous one. Yeah, right. That's me. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, not a cloud on the horizon. Business is going off well as planned, and um, I love your jazz music and what you put together oh, there. I looked at a couple of your projects there, Matt. They're absolutely fabulous. And um, I have a you know a, a great affiliation with the music industry, and it, one of my friends, Ant Glenn, um, he's a prolific pioneering guitarist. Uh, he was with yeah. uh, Mike Oldfield. Um, yeah. On the Back in Black tour with ACDC, they were the opening band, and they oh, did, fine. Um, yeah, yeah, they did Crisis and Tubular Bells. And yeah, Tubular Bells. I, the, yeah, I, yeah, I used, I used to have that record. I had that. I had that Tubular Bells record. I bought it when it first came out. That kind of dates me, but I did. I bought that when it was brand new. Yeah, and then the, the Tubular Bells uh, went on to become the soundtrack for the movie The Exorcist. Um, sure did. 
Sure did. I yeah, saw so, that when it was in the theaters, too. That also dates me. Yeah, and so my friend Pat, um, he lives in Eagle Rock, California. He gives me three guitar lessons. His manager was the great Peter Grant of Led Zeppelin. Um, oh, man. Well, fantastic. That's uh, Led Zeppelin's kind of my uh, my A number one idol so when I was growing up, anyway. And you know what's interesting about that is I grew up in Glendale, just next to Altadena, where all those uh, Van Halens came from, and I knew those guys wow. personally. Wow, and how so, about that, man? You, you're connected, man. Speaking of Led Zeppelin and Van Halen, um, I was at the Palms Hotel and Casino just recently in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, and the Inner Circle and Sammy Hagar were playing there that night at the yeah. gig. And so I'm coming down out of the elevator, and there's a fellow with glasses and a hat on and a beard. And I don't know who he is, but we strike up a conversation in the elevator coming down. And I told him who I was, and I started talking about Ant, like I'm speaking to you, and told him yeah. that his manager was Peter Grant of Led Zeppelin. And this yeah. fellow told me, he says, well, you know, that's interesting. He says, my dad's manager was Peter Grant as well. I said, who yeah. are you? And he pulled off his sunglasses, and he said, I'm Jason Bonham. I said, oh, well, man. Well, gone. So, wow. Yeah, we How about down that? And had, yeah, we sat down and had dinner for about an hour in Palm's Hotel before the gig, and he told me he'd been playing drums for Sammy Hagar for about nine years. Wow. And about how Sammy, he asked Sammy when he was going to quit, and Sammy said when he dies, he's never going to quit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the attitude you got to have. You know, look at Keith Richards, you know, uh, he's still going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those guys are fabulous, man. They just keep going. Or can't drive 55, man. Those guys just keep on going. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're they're rocking and rolling. So I have great yeah. associations and friends, you know, on the highest, uh, you know, radar in the world on, yeah. you know, uh, music and entertainment. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's great, man. I love your guitar. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Um, and next time you see Jason Bonham, tell him I'd love to play with him sometime. <laughs> I've got him on my Instagram, but the only way he, he'll answer me on my Instagram is if I cuss him out, because those are the only ones no, he responds that, to. That's okay. I know those kind of people are really busy all the time, and, uh, you know, I don't want well, to be told, I wouldn't want to pay. That's what he told me. He says, Dave, if you cuss me out, he says, I'll see that, and I'll, I'll respond to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I really admire his playing. I saw him in the uh, the celebration day when they did the reunion with uh, the original Led Zeppelin members and him playing drums. Oh, gosh, those guys are fabulous. Jimmy Page and those guys. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're delightful. You know, a friend of mine's a music uh, composer for films. And, yeah. Um, he's got a guitar room, um, and he's got... Um, an amp that Jimmy Page gave him that was used on the Led Zeppelin for tour in, wow. his, in his guitar room. Yeah, it's music from a young composer guy, you know. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty awesome. The Zeppelin. Go ahead, guys. Keep going. Okay, yeah, I just... Uh, Sure. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, one time in my life, I, I was such a Led Zeppelin fan. I could play every song on every album, uh, the guitar oh, parts, because I was just so, I was just so obsessed with it. You know, I just wanted to learn learn all that. Yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah, so it's are, they're great. Are, are great you booking, Did you say something about the Berkeley School of uh, Music or something like that? Is that are yes. you talking about Berkeley, California? No, no, no. That's different. Uh, it's spelled a little different. I'm not talking. That's UCLA. It's a, in in Boston. There's a school, a jazz school called Berkeley. It's spelled B-E-R-K-L-E-E. 
that's where you got all your, your riffs and licks from and shredding on well, the guitar then. Well, I, I don't know about that. I, I got I got a good education there. Uh, I had to kind of put it into practice myself, but I did get a good grounding there and uh, studied with that's some great uh, players. And then you went into an author, because I remember seeing that very controversial 187 minutes with some people stormed the Capitol. Yes, um, right. About President yeah. Trump. So I'm assuming that book, uh, the indictment summary that you've written there or writing, it sounds fabulous, and it probably would have something to do with that, those 187 minutes. Well, Does that have anything to yes. do with those indictments? Oh yes, of course. Yes, of course. And it is it is out now. It's on Amazon. Uh, if anybody wants it, they can just go to Amazon and search for Indictment Summer, and you'll find it. But I, I did want to mention uh, uh, it just recently was released on uh, Audible.com as an audiobook, and there's a fa- fabulous narrator named Laura Turco that narrated it and really brings it to life. It's very entertaining to listen to. So it's a great great audiobook as well. But yes, the 187 minutes. Uh, uh, I, I start the book with the, uh, the indictments, the recent indictments over the summer, but then uh, go back and trace the uh, events that led to his two impeachments. And, of course, the 187 minutes you're talking about, um, uh, that was on January 6th, and that led to the second impeachment. But I did research a lot of details and uh, got a, really a full, uh, a full view of, uh, as the title says, it's called Indictment Summer. A concise guide to the crimes and pers- uh, prosecutions of Donald Trump. Sorry, uh, did go uh, into it. Yes. We have Max Richards our guest here. We need to uh, take a quick little time out for the legal ID, and we'll be right back. Stick with us. Back here with uh, Max Ridgeway. And uh, I, David, I know you had a few more questions, so go ahead. Yeah, uh, just about the bulk of the indictment summer and about Donald Trump. And um, I have one more question in, uh, that you mentioned to Scott Icon earlier, uh, Max, uh, that was yeah. you saw that there may be some type of provision for Donald Trump to uh, get away scot free on these indictments uh, that are against him at the moment. Yes, uh, in the last chapter, uh, that's what I cover in the last chapter, all the uh, possible outcomes. And uh, one of those, of course, I'm not the only person to, you know, have, you know, uh, foreseen these things. Uh, I think what he's banking on is if he can get uh, elected, the federal charges, uh, he can pretty much just uh, tell the Justice Department. If he installs an attorney general that's sympathetic to him, uh, the attorney general can tell the Justice Department to stand down, and all the federal indictments will go away. Uh, the state charges against him in Georgia are another matter, and that might be a little more difficult uh, to uh, escape from. But if he's convicted, uh, he has already stated publicly that he has no problem with attempting to pardon himself. Now, that's a legally dubious. Which I don't think you uh, can do, right? Well, it's not it's not clear. No one has ever done that. No president has ever done that. It would certainly go into the courts, but, and it would cause a, a, a real constitutional crisis. Uh, but there's no reason to think he wouldn't do that. Um, so there are scenarios in which um, he uh, can could walk away from it all. And I think that's what he's banking on. If he can get reelected, uh, that would be his get out of jail free card. Yeah, 
Uh, Max Ridway's our guest here on 89.1 Kids FM. we got about the 12 minutes. Uh, real quick, I want to we'll, we'll ask you another question on that. Then I want to talk a little bit about uh, your music career and the Max Ridway Trail. Well, a lot of things, uh, one thing that people may not know is that uh, in Georgia, the governor cannot do pardons in that state. Because what uh, he's facing in Georgia is a is a state matter. It's not a federal matter. And uh, there was a ruling, I, I, I can't believe it was like back in the whatever it was, where the governor of Georgia lost the right to do pardons because of uh, there was a situation, I do believe, where the governor at that time was basically uh, shopping around pardons and uh, uh, pocketing money uh, to give pardons, and that's why they took away that right for all Georgia governors from then on, right? That's correct. I I, I can confirm that that is true. And uh, above and beyond that, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, is uh, he is definitely no fan of Donald Trump. Uh, a brand new book just came out by an author named David Korn. It's called Find Me the Votes, and it's all about Georgia, and it has a lot of new details about Brian Kemp. And uh, Trump really leaned on him hard uh, in the aftermath of the 2020 election, trying to get him to uh, bring the uh, state legislature back into session and throw out Biden's victory and install Trump electors. And uh, Brian Kemp has no love for Donald Trump, and there's no way he would uh, uh, facilitate a pardon for him, I don't think. There's, uh, there's a lot of hostility between those two. Uh, Max Ridway is our guest here. And for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to the Facebook page, Attitude Hell, Monday Live Monday, like that, uh, do a uh, go to Kent uh, FM page, 89.1 Kent FM page on Facebook, do a $10 month donation to Father Tom. We'll, uh, we'll get you uh, qualified to win a hardware picture from a vast guest, car guest, a future guest. And I do believe uh, that, uh, Max, you did send us a few books, and we did get those. Yeah. But, there's one thing I and, and I'll understand if you turn me down on this, but our uh, uh, our station owner uh, Ken, the engineer Bart, is is a big rock and roll guy, and he has his own radio show on uh, Sunday nights here on 89.1 Kiss FM. I don't know if you can make this. Uh, if you can do this for us, but you have a book called The Story of Rock and Roll. Is there any way you'd be able to <laughs> copy that and uh, autograph uh, a personalized copy to Ken? Oh, yeah, sure. Be glad to do that. Uh, if you'll send me an email, just remind me of his name and how it's spelled. I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, that's one of my books. Uh, I teach a class at the university here uh, about the history of rock and roll, and uh, I'm a little different than some professors. Uh, I just prefer to write my own books uh, because I think I'm a more entertaining writer, for one thing. But I like to just include the content that uh, I'm going to be covering in the class. So it is actually a very entertaining book, and uh I will. I'll be glad to send you one of those. Uh, I can easily do that. Called the story. It's called right. the story of rock and roll, on Amazon. And I and I, and I did uh, send you. I'll also send you the information on uh, Messenger as well. Fine. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I'll be glad. To, I'll get that in the mail right away. All right, and then uh, we can present that to him uh, on his uh, show on Saturday night uh, when we receive. Oh, how great. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's uh, kind of curve the political talk, and uh, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on was to talk about your books. But I also want to talk about uh, the Max Ridgeway Trio. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your band? 
Well, that's uh, that's some guys I play with uh, live uh, locally uh, whenever there's an opportunity. Uh, these are actually two students of mine from the 1990s. Um, when I first started teaching at the university, uh, there was a drummer and a bass player named Tony Swafford and Richard Martin, and uh, they were really good, and so I uh, sort of recruited them to learn my songs, and uh, we would, you know, over the years we've played at uh, various venues, art festivals and jazz festivals, uh, wherever we could uh, get to, and we've recorded a couple of uh, albums. You can get those on Bandcamp or, you know, if anybody's interested in that, probably the easiest way to get it or hear it, you can go to Spotify. That's the easiest. Uh, We're on Spotify. Just write Max Ridgeway and you'll find it. Uh, But you can download if you want to buy them. They're on Bandcamp. And is there, yeah, is there one song that uh, that uh, you want to make number one that you would uh, want our fans to just download a hundred uh, uh, times? <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, it just depends what you like. Uh, the uh, the I think the most rocking one, I think the most you know appealing one. There's a, a recent uh, on our most recent uh, album. It's called The Street of Crocodiles, and it's a really heavy duty rocking kind of. It's an instrumental jazz song, but it's really got a, a good beat, and it's got distorted guitars, and it's a kind of a rocking tune. Street of Crocodiles. You can find it on uh, Spotify, or you want to get the track, it's on Bandcamp. And uh, I don't take this wrong way, but when it comes to uh, your band, you definitely have the best hair in rock and roll. Do you you, <laughs> you <wear> that? <laughs> okay. Well, good. <laughs> That's, well, that's no, good. I, I, I wish my, I wish I could do that with my hair, man. I mean, it's it, yeah. you know, it's, it's really cool. I wish I could do that, you know. Well, uh, I'll tell you something. When uh, uh, during COVID, uh, everything was locked down, as you recall, and uh, I couldn't play with my local guys. I couldn't do anything. We, everything was canceled, and so uh, I did a recording with a drummer in Philadelphia named uh, Grant. Uh, Weston, or as sometimes people call him Calvin Weston. He's he's a pretty great drummer. He played with Ornette Coleman and a lot of jazz people. And uh, we did an album together with a bass player I went to school with. And um, when we first uh, began rehearsing for this recording, that's the one I sent you, by the way, the CD that I sent you. Is, is with yeah, him. and I, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, every morning when I get up and I have to get dressed for work, that is what I blast in my bathroom. Yeah, that's called Exploding Sky. And I, what I was going to tell you is when we first began to work on that, we did some uh, video, uh, you know, videos of ourselves playing and uh, so we could make some, some you know, uh, videos of the music. And when he first got a look at me, he said, uh, he said, hey, man, are you wearing a wig? <laughs> that's what he thought. Uh, he said my hair is too, uh, I got too much hair, I guess, for my age, but um He's, uh, he thought I was wearing a wig, so that's okay. I get I get that all the time about, about my hair. But hey, you know, whatever it is, it is. You know, I'll just have to live with it. Uh, we have uh, Max Ridgeway as our guest here, and uh, we got about uh, five minutes here left with Max. So we don't forget about doing this. If our fans want to check out too, do you have Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, or Twitch, or TikTok? What do you got? Yeah, uh, Max Ridgeway Trio is on uh, Facebook. Max Ridgeway, that's me. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube, there's thousands of videos on YouTube. And if you want the music, it's on Bandcamp. If you just want a kind of an overview, maxridgeway.com. 
uh, you can find my books and my music and uh, so forth, uh, uh, maxridgeway.com. And uh, that's, yeah, all those places. Spotify is uh, free. And uh, well, uh, I, sh- I shouldn't say this. This is not coming from me. This is coming from the chat room here. Uh, one uh, 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 member of our chat room said that uh, you uh, definitely give uh, Jerry Garcia a run for his money with your cool look. <laughs> well, okay, I'll take Jerry Garcia. Uh, um, the, the one I don't like, sometimes people have said I look like, oh, what's the guy's name? That you got to know when to fold them, got to know when to hold them. You know that guy, Kenny Rogers? Yeah, I don't want to be Kenny Rogers, but I'll be Jerry Garcia. That's fine. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I, don't, uh, I don't see the whole Kenny Rogers thing. If well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> you look more like Hal Ketchum, if anything. Yeah, right. That's okay. That's all good. I'm, I'm happy with that, too. Uh, but I'll tell you what, when it comes to Kenny Rogers, I wouldn't mind having some of his money, but uh, you know the what? Oh, yeah, same well, here, same here. I, I, I know I shouldn't say this, but, you know, Kenny Rogers, uh, I believe he was married four or five times, and uh, yeah. as you can tell, he's better at uh, folding them than holding them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, I don't so, have a problem with anybody who's successful. Yeah, anybody? Yeah, anybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sad combo. Well, thanks. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, Max. Uh, this, this has been really fun, and uh, like I said, I do appreciate uh, you uh, you sending the CD, and uh, I, I'm not ashamed to admit this. Uh, I started listening to it, uh, like I said, while we get ready for work, and uh, my wife has now taken the CD from me, and now yeah. she has it in her car. And on her way to work, her commute, that's all she listens to. Well, it's pretty good. It's good energetic music. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. It's got a lot of uh, a lot of energy. Good for driving, I think. And uh, real quick here, we've got about uh, two minutes here left with you. Uh, when, uh, do you guys have any uh, music venues planned that you're going to be doing a concert on soon or uh, in the next couple months that uh, fans can come check you out in? Well, thank you for asking, but I'm sorry to say that we don't have anything uh, anytime very soon. Uh, you know, I'm always looking for those kinds of things, but uh, there's nothing really coming up uh, for a live performance. But uh, uh, like I said, you can find all of our recorded music on Spotify or Bandcamp or YouTube or uh, MaxRidgeway.com. You know, and the other cool thing about the, the you know, the reason why I, I asked that about uh, which song you want to have people download 100 uh, copies of, uh, so you can, uh, you know, you can get that number one in Spotify for the week. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, Street of Crocodiles, that's the one. I think everybody will like that one. Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, real quick here, because we're in for, I guess, to uh, call in, uh, one of my musical heroes, uh, he was a Sammy Kershaw, and uh, he yep. told me the story of how his uh, niece was working at a radio station, and, uh, you know, how Sammy Kershaw had never had a number one hit, and yep. uh, finally one day, uh, one week, he actually got his number one hit called She Don't Know She's Beautiful, because apparently his niece had taken over the studio and played that song over and over and over yeah, okay, that's a good strategy. I'm all for that. 
So I'll tell you what, we're not going to do that for you. Any sign that you are is the person number one. We'll get that done right now for you. Okay, that's good. And you uh, give me the address, and I'll send you my uh, book, The uh, Story of Rock and Roll. And I'll send you another CD if you want one. All right, well, that way, uh, I, that way I don't have to keep trying to get it back to my wife. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm right. happy with your wife. <laughs> so, uh, I no, understand. I you, man, you are awesome, sir. I do appreciate you, and thank you for taking uh, uh, time to be with us. And if we ever scared you away too much, we would definitely to have you uh, on with us again soon. Hey, it was great to be with you. Thank you very much, and have a nice night, okay? Thanks. Bye, man. We love you. Okay, we love you, too. See you. All right, next week, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, next guest is Ray the Wings. We need to take another quick little time out, so we'll be right back after these messages. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Fabulous. Stuck him down the green room and walking down the aisle. He's going to tell us all about horror films and costumes and just about any other thing that you can think of in that genre. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you at this time his name is Mr. Jason Boyd. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, Jason, are he did them all. Do you sound You guys hear me okay? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah it, it, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a little muffled, right? Uh, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yes, uh, yes, I don't know if it's my... We, it's uh, storming pretty bad here, so I don't know if it's just, uh, you know... Poor connection or what there, so I do apologize. Well, that's right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get through it here. Uh, Jason Boyce, I guess, you're already out there. We got uh, plenty of time here with Jason. We got about uh, 29 minutes. Uh, here's what we'll do here, Jason. If you want to uh, give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, we'll do a little round table. I'll ask you a few questions, and my co host will come back and ask you a ton of questions. So go ahead and give us a little background about yourself. Oh, let's see. I've uh, actually been into. Horror movies probably since I was, uh, I guess, about five years old. Uh, uh, Creep Show was kind of the first uh, first movie that kind of did it in for me. Um, and I've always wanted to be in horror films, and uh, I just kind of, you know, started collecting maps as a kid and be, you know, getting into Fangorias and things. So uh, just kind of, you know, I finally got a chance to break into um, doing horror films and. I had a blast doing it. I actually got to work with the uh, legendary Tim Ritter. Uh, he did some uh, really cool stuff back in the 80s, and uh, actually one of my uh, favorite films. And uh, my favorite, you know, like the, the low-budget stuff. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I was keeping up a YouTube channel there for a while doing uh, a mass reviews, and then kind of worked my way into doing uh, uh, horror movie reviews and things. So, um 
Yeah, it's been a it's been fun, and I've still I still I still attend cons and things, and working on a few other projects uh, as far as uh, movies are concerned. Maybe uh, possibly another show. So I I, I feel pretty busy. Shark or, or whatever, shark eating. Uh, 
but I don't think I actually made. I think he was on the cutting room floor. I don't think he actually got to make. You know, make, that made the final cut. But uh, yeah, it was it was fun. We, you know, I had the, the very final scene. I was playing the alien, and uh, it was delivered as cold out out that that particular night. Um, and I was trying to hold my breath because I'm one of these guys that like when I watch horror movies and somebody gets killed, I like to like watch their chest to keep it breathe. So I was trying to hold my breath and then him had the camera on me for like a good what seemed like, you know, five minutes. I was trying to hold my breath the entire time, so I thought I was gonna pass out. Uh, it was good it was a good times though. We have uh, Jason Boyd, I guess, here. So uh, you already mentioned all the different roles that uh, you played in that movie. You basically give the Wizard of Oz a run for his money. Yeah, we uh, yeah we were. Uh, I don't really want to say like a, a backyard production, but it kind of like I said, we had a lot of uh, you know we had a lot of different roles and things. But we had a great, we had a solid cast, and as far as you know the themes and things, try to get everybody on set at the same time. You know it's. It's very difficult, you know. We all have, you know, jobs and families and things, so it was hard to get everybody, you know, at the same time. So, in some scenes, you know, I just kind of like, you know, he was like, "Hey, um, you know, just jump, you know, just jump in this scene. We'll play commando this time. Uh, wear some black clothes, wear a ski mask. You know, we don't even have guns, so that's how that's how commandos we were. We didn't even need weapons. Um, you know, we had a uh, uh, I know one thing he threw some final shirts out and told us to play some rednecks, uh, which was, you know, which was fun. And uh, I got to play the uh, Amazing.com delivery guy uh, that you see. Um, and funny enough, we actually utilized a uh, Scarface mask for that one. Um, but I think I actually do, I just got to keep that one. That was a whole piece of, you know, memorabilia there. But, uh yeah, it was it, it was fun and it was you know very it was very hard work. We uh, we shot some of the um, Sasquatch scenes during the summer, so it was like you know, like ninety something degrees, and I'm wearing basically a gigantic rug. Uh, that was uh, yeah, that, that was quite the workout. Uh, Jason Blitz, I guess, here on 89.1 Kim's FM, and, uh, well, we, we got plenty of time. we got about uh, 30 minutes here left. Uh, I want to introduce you to uh, my co-host. Uh, uh, his, his name is David Monroe. He's the, uh, of the nephew of uh, Melon Monroe, and I know you have a few questions, so go ahead, uh, David. What do you got? Okay, Jason, uh, how you doing today, big man? Well, I'm doing good, sir. I, uh, when you try to stay dry, it's, uh, it's raining cats and dogs out here. Yeah, I would say not a cloud on the horizon. Business is going off well as planned, but, you know, business is going off well as planned. But we have clouds and about up here in San Francisco and Berkeley, California, where I'm located at. We've been getting rained out up here, so it's been raining cats and dogs here as well. Um, That's California people, they, they told me they were getting uh, – but at one point in time, you guys were able to watch out for tornadoes. And I said, that's, that's, that's unusual. Oh, yeah. We got tornadoes, earthquakes, all lightning strikes, all kinds of fires, floods, all kinds of stuff out here in California. Never, never a dull moment then, huh? Yeah, never a dull uh, moment, that's for sure, yeah. So, so, yeah, so, uh, Jason, so Jason, it sounds like uh, David's got a cat nido out there. Yeah, we... Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we're, 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 we're hoping to go toe-to-toe with a clown NATO or maybe a shark NATO eventually. 
So you're into the horror gender projects, which is absolutely fabulous. Uh, that's what I specialize in. As a matter of fact, I acted a role in a horror film over Halloween. Yes, it was a film entitled Psycho Ward, where you check in and you don't check out. And so it, the theme of it was um, an inbred North Carolina family that has inbred North Carolina children uh, that have mental problems that live inside the basement and they don't come out. And there's a good doctor with a large syringe that continues to medicate the kids and keep them under control in the psycho ward. And so it goes, we rent the top out as an Airbnb and we strictly advise people, whatever you do, don't go in the basement. And like every good horror film, they hear something down there and they've got to go to the basement to investigate what's down there. And when they get down there, we eat them. We're cannibals, yes, underneath the stairs in the basement of the cycle ward. So I played a role of a fellow by the name of Tom who had suffered from just a bit too much electroshock therapy. Yes, and I needed to be medicated by the good doctor and his giant horse syringe. So, yes, we had blood and soot and guts everywhere, and that was a fabulous project. Now, when we're on horror films, my grandfather, Jack Stubbs, he was a prolific pioneering Hall of Fame legendary motion picture director. He was best of friends with Walt Disney. And collectively, their projects date back to the 1920s, as early as the Charlie Chaplin days, when they started filmmaking. And so in 1971, my grandfather created a film, a horror film, entitled The Misfits of Walt. And that was starring Alan Alda from the show MASH, that everyone's real familiar with Alan Alda, and Jacqueline Bissell. And that was a blockbuster horror film. In that film, there was actually a dog with a human head parading about the apartment on the inside. Um, so that was a fabulous film back then, an iconic uh, horror film of its time in the year of 1971. That was a big deal. Uh, so I'm very interested in your context uh, with the horror film industry because I have a very large uh, community of contacts in the horror film industry. Uh, like Scott is. He was in horror film. Uh, and uh, we wish to collaborate viewpoints and opinions to, you know, create, uh, you know, new and exciting horror film projects. So, yeah, Go ahead, Jason. So I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I, my, I guess true passion. I've always wanted to be like be a slasher, and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a big guy, so I've had a lot of friends of mine that are like, you know, you'd be perfect for like a, you know, to be in a, a slasher movie, which, you know, my, my two goals is I would love to be in a zombie movie of some sort. I love zombies, and I would, I would love to be, I would love to play in a slasher movie, and. Um, you know, Lexington has a lot of, like, we have a lot of projects, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, we have a lot of projects here and things, it's just, um, you know, trying to, you know, trying to find the time, you know, when you, you know, when you work, you know, work a, a normal nine to five and things, you know, it's just really hard to, to try to, you know, to try to get into, you know, a solid project, but uh, I keep hope alive, and I, you know, I, I, I know a lot of, uh, a lot of awesome directors and actors and actresses and things, and, you know, I'm, I've got a few irons in the fire right now that I'm, I'm working on. Um, hopefully, uh, maybe get to you know live, you know live my dream for you know being in a zombie movie. We, you know, 
the thing is, is with a lot of a lot of the, the horror genre these days, people there's like um, I guess um, what's the one I'm looking for? Um, I, I guess I call them like kind of like phases. You know, like you have the sharks thing for a while, and there was all these shark movies coming out. Uh, they did Amityville, I think. There was like a whole lot of Amityville movies that came out, which had no no real tie-ins with the the house, the infamous house. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping maybe I can get into some of these uh, some of these other indie directors that are you know that, that decide to not walk the path of hey, what's popular right now? Let's just do you know I want to do something that I want to do. Uh, Jason Bunch, I guess you're on 89.1 Kids FM, and uh, we got about, uh, we're about to 25 minutes here, Jason. Uh, did you have, uh, did you have another question, uh, Dan? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to kind of uh, run into contrast my family's, uh, you know, history in uh, what Jason works in, in the motion picture industry, in special effects and practical effects. Um, I'm thinking with all of those horror film projects. That's what my grandfather did um, in special effects. I wanted to touch on your special effects side as my grandfather specialized in art direction. And that, to give you an example, um, the $6 million man back in the 70s with Lee Majors, that was the big action show for like 10 years. That was it. That was the $6 million man. So he went out and um, cast Andre the Giant, uh, the WWF wrestler, heavyweight champ, um, as Bigfoot in the Bigfoot episodes of the $6 million man. And he specialized in art direction in that he created uh, that original Bigfoot suit uh, that Andre wore to portray Bigfoot in the $6 million man episodes. Uh, So when you talk about your uh, special effects and practical effects and horror film projects, um, how does that relate to, um, you know, those type of art directions in your special effects in the films that you're in? You know, is that the regular, you know, uh, standard, uh, you know, special effects like they used in my film, Psycho Ward, where we have the, you know, fake blood and the soot and everything all over us to give us, you know, create that effect, you know, of cannibal children is what uh, I was, a cannibal child. So I I wanted to know uh, from my experience, my family background uh, and your projects, uh, if there are any similar similarities is what I want, want to get out in the special effects and practical effects that you use in your horror film project, sir? I've, uh, I've actually, I do a little bit, I dabble a little bit of everything. I know um, when I was younger, I used to make a lot of masks, a lot of um, latex masks, and I would uh, just, you know, I would, I would get some sort of inspiration of, you know, watch a movie or, you know, read something in Fangoria, and I would start working on, you know, like doing a mold or, you know, doing a sculpt for it. And then eventually, you know, would uh, you know get the latex and you know and, and make the mask painted up and everything. And uh, unfortunately, some of them got destroyed in an accident, and I kind of I just really didn't, you know, I kind of lost my heart in it. And didn't feel like doing it anymore. But uh, I, I did actually take a, a, a mask and modify it for Sharks of the Corn, and uh, we made we took a, a couple of masks and kind of um, you know um, melded them together to make a to make a unique alien, you know, shark creature at the end of the movie. Um, and then we worked on some prosthetics, you know, putting, like, you know, like, bites and blood and working with, um, you know, the, like, the tears and things of the, uh, the Lorna's character and uh, when she gets her face uh, diced up with the shark's teeth. Um, 
I do a lot of costumes and things like I do. I, I like to do a lot of like Michael Myers uh, cosplays and uh, you know Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth and uh, do a lot of photo shoots with people, especially around Halloween. I have a lot of people that'll uh, uh, call me up and say, you know, hey, we've got you know, um, you know we've got ten people that want to do uh, a, you know a Michael Myers you know photo shoot, so I'll. You know, dress up in costume, and you know we'll go out and do something you know really cool, uh, do some kind of Halloween you know re- you know uh, recreations there, or do a uh, Friday the 13th theme you know with uh, maybe do like a, a lake of some sort, and you know a, a, a forest type area. So I, I have a blast doing that kind of stuff, and uh, you know I just uh, unfortunately I think with the area I'm in, it's not there's there's really not a whole lot going on, and. I was working with a, a another series that I think I think might still be going on. I don't I don't know. I know there was there was some um there's some I guess uh, turbulence there with some of the cast and things and I, I don't know that I think that they decided to go with a different uh creative path with that. So but I was playing a bodyguard in this one, so it was actually one of the first roles that I wasn't playing uh, you know, wasn't doing some sort of special effects, or you know, actually had a few um, a few lines in that one, so that was kind of nice. That you know, actually got to showcase. I can just see my real face in that one. So, <laughs> I uh, I have one last question for you, Jason. Um, I I'm also a director myself and a writer, and so I'm creating a horror genre film called Marilyn Monroe's Revenge, and she's going to be the image of a vampire, gangster, thug type. So listening to all of your history and development in the horror film, Jenner, uh, I'm going to have to look you up on Facebook, and we can collaborate some viewpoints and opinions and possibly uh, strike a project together. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I was actually discussing with some friends of mine about doing a, uh, a sort of a, a noir uh, classic monsters type film. Uh, and even kind of, we, we kind of wrote a, a basic outline of it. So, But I, I love that idea. That, I think that's, that's fantastic. I mean, I'm a huge Maryland fan anyway. So, um, you know, we. And the vampires are, you know, those that, that's, a, that's a monster that. You know, Clinton King never dies. I mean, it's always classic. You know, you can't really go wrong with vampires. I would, I, would, I, would love, I would love to be on a project like that for sure. Yeah, we'll have to get together and take some viewpoints and opinions to put a project together because that's what my grandfather specialized in was art direction. For instance, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, you know, they had some kind of like an ape mannequin, and then they poured that latex or whatever you use for those Halloween masks to create those ape suits for all the extras. And my grandfather used to tell he told me a story about that film. He says, Grandson, he says, I used to feel sorry for the extras because they had to stand under those sets of lights for 17 or 18 hours. Uh, before we could even shoot a scene, because there was so much work that was put into it in art direction and all those costumes and wardrobe and things. Um, so, yes, I definitely look forward to speaking with you in the future and collaborating the project. Marilyn Monroe's Revenge is going to be absolutely smashing. 
And I believe it was a French zombie movie. And honestly, that's one of the first movies that's unnerved me in a long time, which it, I mean, I've watched movies, like, I love stuff from the, like, the 40s and 50s, the Atomic Age movies. Uh, I love the, you know, the Italian cinema, you know, the horror and, and stuff from, like, the 60s and 70s, you know, where they started showing more blood and gore. But, uh, but this, like, it's really, probably, probably the good horror movies these days, to me, is few and far between, something that's, I would consider shocking or something I've not seen before, but uh, it was a it was a movie called The Night Eats the World, and uh, it's a French film, and it's this guy goes to a party and he wakes up like he passes out, he wakes up and then he starts having all these uh, people start attacking him. But what makes it so unnerving is the zombies don't make any noise, and you know, so I thought. That would be something really fun to run with and, you know, be able to create a zombie movie but make the zombies more terrifying where they they don't make noise and you don't you don't hear them coming, you don't see them until they're right up on you. Um, so, you know, I, I, running across movies like that gives me hope that maybe, you know, I, I, was, I was working on a zombie novel myself um, and I kind of worked on it all and off. And so I'm always watching and getting new ideas and things. And that, that particular thing, you know, with the not making noise, I was like, that, that's a completely different dynamic that would be really fantastic to put into a movie or to a, into a book. And so that's, that's something else I was kind of put on the back burner. I was like, well, maybe I could start another novel or maybe another, another story with just... You know, with these, you know, the zombies that are fast, don't make any noise, and it's really, it's really terrifying. I still think Night Living Dead is one of the greatest movies ever made. Like, it just, I mean, that movie scared the crap out of me as a kid, and I think it's really what kind of kickstarted my love for zombies. Now, when you when you when you when you sit down and you write uh, when you write out a uh, story that you want to like make into a movie or uh, or something uh, to that effect, uh, do you uh, do you like write it with uh, okay? I have uh, this person in mind I'd like to play this character. I have this person in mind I'd like to play this character. Uh, this person would be great for this character. I went for this person in the past. They'd be great for this character. Or when you when you write these characters, uh, do you just write them for the character, or do you write them with uh, a certain actor or actress in mind to play the role? Um, I usually just kind of like you know kind of come up with some sort of a now as far as my friends, um, I, if it's if it's somebody that I can see playing that role, I would you know, I would definitely approach them. But like, hey man, you know I've got something, and you know I'd like you know. I'd like your opinion, you know, as far as, like, this person reminds me of you, or, you know, I've kind of based this character around you, so what, you know, like, like how would you flesh this character out to kind of get, you know, to get some ideas. Uh, generally, when I write stories, I just kind of just write them, uh, maybe, might, it might be based off somebody that I see, not necessarily somebody I know. Like, I mean, I'm, I mean, maybe I go to, you know, go to Walmart, or go to the grocery store, for instance. And I'll see, you know, some dude with, uh, you know, beard and, you know, looks, looks very military, you know, wearing, you know, a certain, you know, certain style of clothing. So I'm thinking, okay, this guy would be great for, like, uh, you know, one of my, you know, uh, ex, 
you know, military ex-ranger type characters for the, you know, for my stories. And so, I, you know, I try to take some inspiration from, you know, like people I meet, um, you know, somebody's, you know, uh, just, you know, their presence or maybe their, their persona and, you know, take that and put it in the story, you know, and kind of, you know, give it a good, you know, give it a good mix. Um, and uh, I don't actually really, took, you know, take anything out as far as, you know, to let folks read to see if it would be good if you could turn to a storyboard or maybe a script, but uh, I, I kind of, I would like to one day. And with all that, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Bunch, I guess you're on AM from one kids FM, and if you miss our uh, show on regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude on Monday, on Monday, like that, uh, go to one kids FM page like that, do a $10 month donation to Power Tower. Uh, we'll get you automatically qualified with an autograph page from Pascus Khan, yes, or future guest. And uh, Jason, I know that uh, you were, you did send us some, you were in the process of sending some, and we do appreciate everything you do for us. Uh, but so we don't forget this. If our fans want to check out and see, you got Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. What do you got? Uh, yes, sir. I got it all. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. So this is, I mean, this, this is awesome. I mean, uh, I love talking about, you know, the, the projects and things. And, and also hearing, you know, uh, hearing your background. And speaking of which, I need to get in touch with you about that movie because I, I, I got to see it now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have, uh, I got my, I've got my, uh, my Facebook. I've got uh, my, my Bearded Weirdo page, uh, which is uh, The Bearded Weirdo. Uh, kind of a little moniker, a little, little running gag that we had some, with some friends of mine that we just started and we kind of stuck. And then I have uh, my uh, Instagram page, which is um, the uh, the real bearded weirdo. And uh, then I've got Twitter, which is uh, one bearded weirdo. So uh, you guys are more welcome to you know follow me on that or send me a friend request. Um, like you know I. Love collaborating with people, and uh, you know, like hopefully maybe get some, you know, getting some new projects. Jason Branch, I guess you're on one point one FM, and then we got about uh, seven more minutes here with uh, Jason. You know, with all the uh, with all the uh, stuff that uh, you know you have uh, upcoming, especially like we talked about, you can't uh, discuss them now. But let me ask you this. How many different uh, projects do you have in mind that you'd want to have completed, say, the next, uh, well, let's say the five-year time frame. How many projects do you think that you want to have working on in production or completed within the next five years? Oh, as many as I get my hands on, I mean, you know, I, uh, I was with a big, you know, admirer of Noah Goshi and Bolt Karloff, and I know that, you know, they were always afraid to be typecast as, you know, as horror movie villains or, you know, whatever. But I don't mind that. Like, you know, I, I love horror. It's something that I've been passionate about since I was a child. Uh, it's one of those things I, I never get tired of. I mean, I, you know, we, you know, it's funny for somebody that has ADHD, I, you know, I have, you know, fixations on things, you know, and it might last a week, might last a month. But horror is one of those things that I've always been like, you know, just I keep circling back to you and you know, I, I was kind of uh, you know, hoping that I could get as many projects under my belt as I you know, as, as people wanna offer me and uh, you know, and maybe you know, get get work into that uh, the slasher genre, maybe uh, you know, maybe be you know, following the you know, footsteps of Kane Hodder, uh, you know, maybe be the next uh, big serial killer, um not necessarily hockey mask wearing, but you know. <laughs> um and, 
that was like the approach with a, you know, about a, a possible role that I'm still talking about that. Um, it's it's part of a bigger franchise, but I fact, not talk about it until you know some of the things really set in stone. I know they're working on getting to the bicycle rights and things. Uh, that was pretty pretty exciting when they, when they approached me about it. So I really you know keep my fingers crossed. That, that's a lot of fun. Now, is there, is there one uh, actor or actress that uh, you really, really would like to do a project with? And it can be anybody. Who, uh, who would you like to really do a movie with? Um, let's see. Like I said, you know, I, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like I said, like the, you know, the 80s, you know, slasher type. So, I mean, uh, working with, you know, guys like Bill Mosley would be really cool. Um, I would love to work with the uh, you know the late the late great Sid Haig. Uh, I mean he, you know he played a lot of uh, a lot of great movies. Um, you know working with uh, like Tom Matthews, I think we worked great to work with. Um, just, you know meet you know Tony Todd, Tim uh, Forty, just a lot of a lot of the people that I've met you know in person and they're, they're just really really awesome individuals and I think they're really great to work with eventually. Uh, and you know, I, uh, I, I got to shake hands and party with a lot of celebrities and stuff. So I'm, you know, hoping maybe that uh, I get to work with them in, in, on film one day. And with all with all that uh, with all that stuff uh, going on with all the ideas that you have in your head, and it, and it's cool. Uh, I I I just have a feeling that there's a lot of stuff that you uh, that you're going to make great and uh, have over the next few years. One thing that we like to do. Whenever you have a project that you want to promote, and. Uh, let the masses know about what you're doing. We would love to be your outlet for that. We would love to be a promotional uh, avenue, so to speak, for you to promote all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I mean, like I said, I've got a lot of friends, and, and you know that, you know, like so they're always working on projects. I usually, I love promoting their work, and uh, you know, and, and you know, and really building things up for them, and you know, I kind of hope maybe that they'll. You know, they'll do the same in return, and, you know, uh, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on here. It's been great, and, uh, you know, we, uh, just, you know, I, I, I can talk hard all day long, so, and, uh, you know, maybe hopefully uh, in the next couple of months, if, you know, if any projects start uh, getting some traction, I start, you know, I'm allowed to talk about them. I would love to, you know, you guys have me back on the show, and we can talk more about them. That's awesome, and uh, we'll definitely help you promote anything that uh, you want to promote. And it'll be definitely fun for us to do that. Well, I tell you what, we have uh, we have Jason Wells, our guest here. We're on 89.1 Kids FM. We got about uh, two minutes left. And uh, I tell you what, Jason, we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us. You have been wonderful. You have been awesome. And uh, uh, I hope that uh, you guys don't get uh, too much snow. I, I know that uh, uh, you mentioned that uh, you guys are in a little snowstorm and the snow's not very good. But we do appreciate you taking time and fighting through uh, the weather disasters that here in uh, North Dakota. Well, we're familiar with. We just haven't had uh, that uh, opportunity at this winter, and we're hoping that we don't. Yeah, like I said, I just, uh, well, I, you know, on the bright side, at least it's not a short NATO or a cat NATO, so I mean, you know, it's going to be worse. 
Well, you know, I tell you, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, here in uh, here in North Dakota, like I tell everybody, we have four seasons: winter, flood, road construction, football. And uh, when I when I can look outside uh, this, the first week in February and I see I see grass and not piles of snow up to our uh, uh, up to our waist, we're we're doing pretty good. Uh, I know winter's not over yet, but uh, you know we've been counting our blessings that we haven't had to deal with anything bad as of yet. Yeah, we uh, yeah we actually got hit pretty hard there uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, we were all kind of snowed in. But I think um, I'm hoping maybe this what's coming through here is going to be just just rain and you know and go and go on about its way because I'm I'm kind of sick of winter at this point. So I want I want to get back out doing more you know doing more cool things and working outside more. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, uh, Jason, thank you for uh, being with us. You're awesome, and we're definitely going to have you on with us again. Yes, sir. Thank you all. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Jason. Uh, hope, hope to do it again soon. All right, Jason Boyd, ladies and gentlemen. That was awesome. Uh, that was a fun interview. Uh, uh, David, you still with me, man? I'm still here. All right, so uh, let's uh, kind of uh, let's uh, kind of recap this here real quick. Uh, you know, uh, we mentioned that. Uh we have given you the entire month of November uh, block to fill up uh, for us, and we definitely appreciate uh, what you'll do. Uh, we'll kind of give everybody a preview of uh, the month of November. Uh, we're, we're not going to mention any guests right now, but uh, right now in the month of November, there is a total of four, four weeks in the month of November, and uh, that's uh, three interviews. Uh, per show in the uh, in the four week period, so that's uh, twelve guests uh, that you'll be booking for us. So we cannot wait to see who you got coming up for us. Uh, I'll tell you guys that I'm uh, booking for shows right now. Um, uh, are martial arts? Some of them are martial arts hall of famers, um, and I attend the uh, martial arts hall of fame inductee ceremony every year. So I'm talking about guys like uh, I've got Don the Dragon Wilson's phone number on my phone. Um, I've got guys that are good friends with Steven Seagal. Uh, they've been in, you know, many of Steven Seagal's films. Um, I've got guys who have worked with Sylvester Stallone and Rambo. My uh, partner, Harold Diamond, uh, he was in Rambo 3 in the famous stick fight scene. We'll have him as a guest. Uh, he was also in Universal Soldier with Dolph Lundgren and um, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, so we'll have uh, Harold Diamond. Uh, I've been talking to Chucky e. Curry, the real last dragon. Um, he was in Ocean's Eleven and all sorts of different projects that Chucky e. Curry's been in. Uh, he's one of those guys that can jump up in the air and kick two people in the head straight up and down. Yes, that's why they call him the real last dragon. So he's a friend of mine. Um, and then we have the silly hero. Vasily uh, Zirov uh, won a gold medal in Atlanta uh, in boxing, and um, he was the IBM world heavyweight champion for a time. And he's very good friends with Steven Seagal, by the way. Uh, so we'll have, uh, you know, people like that uh, that are, you know, professional world champions, uh, Hall of Fame, legendary martial arts, uh, Hall of Fame inductees, uh, all of them that are involved in motion pictures and Movies for guys who like movies. 
Um, I've got another one of my friends, Daz Skirik. Um, he um, held his martial arts fighting title in his weight class for 10 years straight and retired undefeated. Um, he's a fabulous martial artist with Shotokan Karate OSS over in the United Kingdom. We got about uh, 90 seconds here, uh, but I'll tell you what, everybody, join us next week. Uh, remember, it's not goodbye, it's just goodnight. Love each other, care each other, always be so. Join us every Monday night here on 89.1 FM. We'll see you all next week, same time, same channel. We'll be right here. Be with us every week. Thank you for being with us.